So yeah, I'm going to church. And she said, well, if I decided to go to church, then I wouldn't be here to help you get to church this morning. <laughs> well, we got a point there, so can't really say anything to that. Say hop in and go with me. <laughs> yeah. She was wearing sweatpants, but oh, well, I guess she's still going to. Um, so tonight we have our uh, Sunday night fellowship at 5 o'clock. Um, we have the uh, adult and teen class as well as our music ministry practice. And we're also starting up the uh, children's church, as uh, Brother Joe had mentioned last week. Um, also, uh, this Friday, we have our Junior Reach Out Valentine's Day party, and that's going to be from 6.30 to 8 p.m., um, and Sister Rachel had uh, these notes for everyone involved with Junior Reach Out in the back that you can pick up on your way out. Um, and I believe that is it. Oh, we also have the Girls' Night Out, and that's going to be February the 25th on Friday, um, and that's also on the uh, February um, schedule for the month. Um, so that's all I have. Um, with that, I'll ask everyone to please stand, and we'll get a verse of the song.
Good morning. Brother Tyler already said. So it's funny, you, you had to use cat litter. Um, I've actually done that before. Uh, my boss is actually in Minnesota, and he said growing up, that's what they were taught, to always have cat litter and like pieces of carpet in your car. Because, of course, they always you know, get what we have about every week. So just interesting. But it works. That stuff works. If you've never tried it, it works. Go get some cat litter, dump and you'll get traction, and you'll get right out. Uh, so... Good place to be. wasn't sure with the, the the weather this week. The parking lot looked decent yesterday. Tried to get the sidewalk at least decent for for David to get up. But we got it, didn't we, David? Yeah, we got it. So it's good to be here. Remember all those that aren't here. And probably need to check on some of them. Um, so really appreciate last week's service. Um, I'm always a mess as usual, but just really appreciate everybody that had a part in that. And, Loved hearing all the testimonies. I did not post that online last week because I thought there were some, some personal things that people wouldn't want online. So if, if you want that message, get with me afterwards and I can send it to you. Just thought that'd be the best. Um, anybody with a special song this morning? I don't have a guitar, but I'm going to sing a song. Do I need to come up there? Sure. Who <laughs> said no song? <laughs> <laughs> come on up. I'll keep you company. Uh, you can <laughs> you can follow along. At, it's a 409 in the red book. I was asked to sing, try to sing a song this morning. So I told Daniel, I was like, I don't have my guitar, so we're going acapella. <laughs> so we'll try. But a 409 at the bottom of the page. We're not going to sing Hark the Herald this morning. <laughs> um, but okay. Tempted and tried, we're off made to wander. Why it should be thus all the day long. While there are others living about us. Never. Living so weird. 
first chapter of Hebrews again. A few weeks ago we started talking about Hebrews. I think we got through the first three verses, if I remember correctly. And how this this book is quite unique. How it doesn't really give us the, the author. Uh, doesn't really give us a, an exact timeline. I think a lot of the there's there's a lot of speculation over who actually wrote Hebrews, and I'm sure you've you've heard some of the different names Paul Barnabas. There's all kinds of different you know people that they speculate that could have wrote it. Um, the date was around between 60 and 70 A.D. is what a lot of the scholars think. And and the reason the the purpose for the writing is like we mentioned a few weeks ago, a lot of these Jewish Christians were ready to give up. They were ready to go back to that Jewish, you know, Judaism religion that was actually protected and, and easier and safer due to a lot of different, you know, persecution and things going on at the time, trials, tribulations. I mean, like I said, they were they were ready to give up. And a lot of it was, if Jesus is really God, why are we suffering? That was that was the big question at that time. But the writer here was writing to encourage them to stay the course, to keep on going. Because Jesus is who He said He was. And that only true salvation is through Him. 
and just to keep on going and really to exalt him above everything else. You know, and, and the first few verses there talked about the Old Testament prophecies and how Jesus, you know, the Old Testament prophecies, they thought Jesus or God was revealing his word through them. The difference with Jesus is Jesus was that word. That was just awesome. If you think about it, you know, Jesus, God revealed him through himself. Just crazy to think about. But Jesus, the message a few weeks ago was Jesus is better. So let's, let's go ahead and read. We'll read all that and, and follow the Lord this morning. I'm in the ESV this morning. <clears throat> Long ago at many times in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom also He created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of His nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Or again, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says... Let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And you, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning. And the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. Like a robe, you will roll them up. Like a garment, they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will have no end. And to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who inherit salvation? So like we said a few weeks ago, they were ready to give up. They were really having a hard time with all the persecution. And if it was actually written during that time between 60 and 70 AD, like we mentioned, who was the emperor at that time? You guys remember? Nero. That guy was terrible. He was known for persecuting Christians. It's just crazy some of the stuff he did. Can't you imagine some of the discussions that was going on with those people at this time? Wouldn't it just be easier to go back? Wouldn't it be easier to just to go back to this way? We'd be protected. Hey, I got an idea. Why don't we just go along with Jesus was an angel? That way, we're not completely denying Jesus, but we're fitting in. Who likes to fit in? I think we all do to a certain point. It's easier, isn't it? Fit in. Not denying Jesus, but that he's not truly God. And sadly, that's still going on today in religions out here in the world. Jesus was the lead angel. Jesus was this. Jesus was that. And everybody's like, okay, that's that's fine and dandy. That's fine and dandy. But as soon as you say Jesus was the Son of God, there's a problem. As soon as you say Jesus came to save the world, there's a problem. 
As soon as you say the name Jesus, there's a problem. Has anybody ever seen those where they're on the news? They can talk about the Pope. They can talk about this. They can talk about that. But as soon as they say Jesus, what do you hear? Beep, beep. We don't want to offend anyone. They don't even do that on TV anymore. Remember the old days when they'd beep all the cuss words? Now they're beeping Jesus. We don't want to offend anyone. But it's easy to go along with everything else. Jesus was a good guy. Jesus was a good teacher. Jesus was this. Jesus was that. But as soon as you say he was the son of God that came to save the world, you're narrow-minded, sir. Surely there's more ways to heaven than Jesus. No, there is not. There is one way. That is through his shed blood. That's the only way. You can say we're narrow-minded, but that's the only way. So let's talk about angels for a minute. And why he's using angels here to compare to Jesus. So who likes a good angels movie? Come on. What's your favorite angel movie? I'll tell you mine. Angels in the Outfield. Does anybody like that one? I love it. Absolutely love it. And I think we have this perspective of angels. And, and again, kind of with the same thing with Jesus. If you talk about angels, everybody's perfectly okay with it. I've got an angel watching me. I've got an angel on my back. I've got an angel in my car. Aren't they? They're okay with it. Now, I will say, angels are awesome. Does anybody else think that? I think angels are awesome. If you really think about what they're used for. They're protecting us. Have you ever heard the stories of, I got in a wreck and the angel wrapped? I really believe that stuff happens. Does anybody else? They exist. But they're not on the same level as Jesus. And that's really what he's getting to here. They're not on the same level. Like I said, people just go right along with it. They're supernatural. But they came to do his will. And people, and back in the Jewish times, it actually said they started worshiping angels, which was never the intent either. They were infatuated with angels because angels brought them God, again, the revelations from God. Think about it. Who told Mary? It was an angel. Who told Elizabeth? It was an angel. There's a lot of scripture that points out that the Ten Commandments came down from angels. They're pretty awesome. But Jesus, the the writer here wants us to know that Jesus was the real deal, not the angels. The angels never saved anyone. The angels were created to serve him and worship him. You know what's interesting when you talk about worshiping angels and if, you know, is, that, is it the Jehovah's Witness that think that Jesus is an angel? Is that, is that like he's the lead angel? He was created. <laughs> I think it's Jehovah's Witness. I, I can't remember. I read so much stuff. But if there's, there's scripture that says they were worshiping Jesus, like on the bird, like the scripture there said, that would be blasphemy if he wasn't God. Mm-hmm. You can only worship God. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be blasphemy? Yet churches think Jesus was an angel. There's, there, like I said, there's religions still today that think Jesus is an angel. Folks, if Jesus was an angel and he was created, we are absolutely wasting our time. Because there was no payment for our sins. But this says different. Mm-hmm. This says he came and paid that sin debt. 
and now sits at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and for me. It's different. There's a big difference. A big difference. I'm all over the place. What's, what's really cool here, I don't know if anyone's really ever dove into this. The writer here is pretty brilliant, if you ask me. He actually uses Old Testament Scripture to point to Jesus. Because all of these Jewish Christians had accepted the Old Testament. And a lot of this was from the, how do you pronounce it, Septuagint? Is that how you say that? A lot of that was from the Septuagint. I think it was like the Hebrew, you know, the Hebrew, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Bible. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> like the translation. It was the Hebrew translation of the Old Testament. But he gives a lot of evidences here over why Jesus, why Jesus was, was superior to angels. And a lot of them, like I said, they point to the Old Testament. The first one talks about you know, Jesus being the Son. He's superior because He was God's Son. And He's using Scripture from I think, Psalms 2-7. You are my Son, today have I begotten you. 2 Samuel 7-14, I will be His Father and He shall be my Son. He never called any angels His Son. Did He? That term begotten you there. I thought that was interesting. Anybody ever thought of that? Where it talks about begotten. It's showing the connection between God and Jesus. That they're basically the same. That's what that begotten means. They were really the same. That equality of them. They they shared the same being. And basically what he was saying there is if Jesus is God... That Jesus also always existed too. Correct. And again, that changes that whole conversation. If Jesus was created, that would be completely different. But He wasn't created. He always existed. They want to use that term firstborn there. Oh, see, Jesus was firstborn. He was created. Okay, let me ask you. Was David the firstborn? He was the youngest of what, eight? He was considered the firstborn. Rank and privilege. Jesus wasn't created. He always existed and He always will exist. And He's superior to angels than anything else you want to talk about. I think that's what I got from this. Angels are awesome. They're nothing compared to my Lord. Absolutely nothing. They can't save me like He did. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. I'm all over the place. But he was also superior because he was worthy of their worship. Talking again, going back to the, the when Jesus was born. When he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. What is that, Luke chapter 2? Is that right? Where the angels worship Jesus after He was born? And that, that one points back to Psalms 104.4. And you can go back and look at all these later. 
I don't want to read them two times for each one. But again, the angels were made to worship and serve Jesus. There's also some scripture in Revelation that points to them worshiping Jesus. You know, and I've been trying to think like, well, how can we, how can we bring this to today? There's a lot of things out there that I think we worship that we have trouble with. And they might even be good things. But if we put them in front of Jesus, folks, there's a problem. That's, that's the whole thing. If we put anything in front of Jesus, anything, it's a problem. Because he is superior to all of it. And without him, without him coming and dying on the cross of Calvary, we'd be in trouble. We would have no hope of salvation. None. And I think that's really what he's getting to here with these, these Jewish folks. If you go back to that old Jewish system, you're no better off than what you were then. Because that Old Testament, it's great, but that, it, it pointed to Christ to come. It pointed to Christ. It wasn't good enough. They could never live up to that. That's why Christ had to come. They could never live up to it. Only God is to be worshipped. And that's what the angels were. They worshipped and served Him. I think there was a few, few instances in the Bible. I think, I think of, it was one in Revelation. I think it was, was the 22nd chapter. Where John falls down to the angel to worship him. And he says, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't worship me. We work, we're, we're teammates here. Only worship God. I think it was Revelation 22 that he said that. But they were there. They're, they're just they're there to worship and serve him. And the last few talks about Jesus is superior because he's anointed. He's the creator of all things. He's the ruler of the universe. Like we said a few weeks ago, he holds it all in his hands. There's nothing here that happens. You know, i got to tell you a story. I'm probably going to cry, guys. That's okay. I was so worried this week about the weather and losing power and everything freezing and all these people struggling. I was so worried. And I'm not kidding. I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And guess what? Our lights didn't go out once. Now, you can think I'm crazy, but I'm going to tell you. Prayer works. Yes. It absolutely works. Because I think our neighbors are old and struggling. If they were all power, I'm not sure what they would have done. We have action plans, of course. But I'm, I'm not kidding at all. I pray and pray and pray. And it might sound like something stupid. But I'm telling you, God did that. Mm-hmm. He did that. All that preaching rate we were supposed to get and all that. I'm like, oh God, it's going to get so bad. Couldn't find the heater. I couldn't find this. I couldn't find that. He's like, son, don't worry. I got this. Has anybody else done that? Just weird little things like that. It's like, prayer works, folks. And we neglect it so much. That's a weird story, I know. But I'm just telling you the truth. You guys all know I'm crazy anyway. The anointed. The king of kings and lord of lords. Have you ever really thought about if we really acted like Jesus was the Son of God and the King of Kings, 
How different would things be? Mandy said something last week that just stuck with me. The fact that he changed her heart, she wants to go tell everyone what he can do for you. Every single one of us that are a child of God should be able to go out that door and tell everybody that. That's hard. But if we truly believed who Jesus was, don't you think that would change things? Really? Don't you think that would change things? That would change everything in our lives, I think. If we really believed who Jesus was. Now we can sit here and say, oh, I believe God. I believe Jesus saved me. I believe that. Did he really change your life? Did he really change this ugliness from the inside out? You've got to ask yourself that. And I know we all struggle with sin. Believe me, I know it. But did he change you? Did he really save your soul? Because that's the only thing that will do it. It's him. That's the only thing that will change it. He is superior to everything else. Like I said a few weeks ago, everybody's out there trying to fill something. With drugs, with alcohol, with you name that they're trying to fill it. The only thing that will work is a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that will fill it. And we search a lifetime trying to fill it. People are out there lost trying to fill it with everything else. And all they need is Jesus. Because He's superior to everything else. He's the ruler of the universe. He holds it all in His hands. You know what's great? He holds my salvation in his hands. Because I'd mess it up. Every one of us would mess it up. You know, talking about angels and all this. I just want us to really know, and I think the writer does here too, who Jesus is. I can't say that enough. And I think, like again, I think we know who Jesus is. Does your life outside those doors show that? That's the key. Does your life show that you know who Jesus really is? Is your life that Jesus inside you showing everyone else who Jesus is? Because again, it's superior to everything else. It's superior to everything else. He's superior to everything else. You know, I really believe the last few weeks that there's been someone here that needs to receive Him. That needs to accept His salvation that He offers. I don't know who it is. I don't know what your heart's feeling. But I really believe that. And I know there's others here that believe that too. I've been praying and praying and praying and praying. Don't let it go today. Jesus is better. He's far superior than anything else you'll have in this life. Like we said, the house can go like that. We've seen it a few weeks ago. The cars, the everything can be gone, folks. The bank account can be gone. Get cancer, I can tell you. It'll all be gone. Everything will be gone. What will be left? At the end of the day, when you're on your deathbed, what is left? A relationship with Jesus lasts forever. Mm-hmm. You know what's awesome? Where it talks about he sits, he sits at the throne. There's a day coming. He's going to stand up. And he's going to come back and take his bride home. Are you going to be a part of that bride? 
Only you know. It's between you and Him. None of us really know who's saved and who's not. It's between you and Him. You know, you, you just don't want to tell people this all the time. But if you're not saved, and you either die tomorrow or He stands up tomorrow, you're going to go to a sinner's hell. It wasn't even made for us. Jesus made a way. But it's a narrow way. You're narrow-minded, Pastor. I absolutely am. Because there is one way to heaven. And that is through Jesus Christ. That's it. That is it. You know, Brother Joe, I'm going to ask you to get a song. I really pray and I believe that someone is here that needs Jesus. As you can tell, I can't stop preaching it. He's obviously putting this on my heart for a reason. I just ask that today, know for sure, without a doubt, that you're saved. Know for sure, without a doubt, who Jesus is and what He came to do. You can know that this morning. You can know that before you walk out these doors. Amen. I'll stand. Brother Joe. Thank <laughs> you.